Hey guys, it's Mariah. It's Christina. And today, Christina's gonna harass you. You guys, <laughs> please leave us a frickin' review. That is all I have to say. Let's get this party started. I don't know what to say. That was so backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. You were like, party started. Mariah was dancing. Excuse us. Excuse us. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. How are y'all doing? We are good. Mariah, I don't know. Can't speak for her, but it's been a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. I mean, what can I say? We're about to record an episode. I got my drink in hand. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good night. Well, I want to start this episode with giving Mariah some love because of where you're from. And she just loves to talk about this place. So you are just the gold. You're going to be our golden child of every episode (laughs) imaginable because she's just going to, oh my gosh, she's from the greatest place ever. And I (laughs) I don't know if you're originally from there. So you can let us know. Yeah, born and raised in Texas. Yes. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Mariah's an import. No, I'm just kidding. She's not. Where is she from? <laughs> Look at her. Where are you from? Uh, Texas. Nice. What part? Uh, the Houston Galveston area, Montgomery, Texas, around that. Okay. Those parts. Yeah. I'm more in the Longview Tyler area. Oh, okay. I know that area. Was born in Corpus, though. Oh. Ooh, home of Waterburger. For those <laughs> that are wondering, is it called Water Burger or no. what a burger? What a burger. <laughs> okay. What a burger. <laughs> what a burger. But, but we pronounce it Waterburger. Waterburger. It is it's, true. Okay. It's okay. a thing. Before, before you actually can read it, it's a wa- Waterburger. Waterburger. Like, we want okay. Anyway, besides you being from Texas, which. Mariah's a huge fan of, and I knew she would really enjoy the spotlight on that. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about you? You are a mom, for, yes. which is I so... I have two kids. Two, two little kiddos. You are a kayak fisherman. And do you consider yourself a YouTuber at all, or you just do it for fun? Brains went off into it a little bit. I kind of wanted to start creating more things. Um, that was kind of my goal, but being a full-time mom and I work full-time and anytime I have spare, I'm fishing. So I'm trying to balance it all. And eventually I'll get better at like editing and doing things. Normally I'm so caught up in fishing and Rob kind of gets on to me because I'll be like casting and catching fish and like, oh my God, he's like, get your GoPro. And I'm like, oh, and then I'll lose the fish. And I'm like, ah. So it's really hard to like film myself fishing because I love fishing and social media fishing is new to me. So like getting content to show people, normally this is, this is just for me. So I'm trying to find that balance of slowing down, getting the pictures, doing the things. And it's hard. It is so hard. So hard. I don't know. 
And yeah, Robert's very talented with it. I don't know how he remembers. It's like the one thing he remembers is to turn the GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Poor guy. He is very. He is not forgetful in a bad way. He's forgetful right. because he has so much on his mind. He's not like selfish forgetful. He's more like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. do that. So yeah. But he does remember exactly. that GoPro. Get the GoPro. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yes, it's a very genuine forgetfulness. Exactly. Yes, like yes. you said, it's not in a mean way. Um, if I could make it my full-time gig, I would. But right now having the job and the kids and the balance, I got to have more balance than I know. spontaneous fishing. It's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. I know. I I know. It's crazy. But I, you can do it. And I know you know that. And you are a very, very, very positive person and you always have a great attitude so I know that like anything that you set your mind to you're going to accomplish and the only thing in between those two things is just time you know it's just getting there it's the journey right (laughs) yes for sure and I'm I'm one that I'll never be a professional because I'll always be an amateur angler because there's so many different ways to fish and I want to learn them all so at some point I'm always gonna be an amateur like starting with fly fishing I've only been about four times now and I love it and I get better and better every time. But once I get done with fly fishing, I'm sure there's something else I want to learn, especially saltwater. There's so much to learn with saltwater too. And then I'd be lobstering. Like there's so many things I want to do. (laughs) I know it's wild, isn't it? It's the best. That's like one of the best things about fishing is like, and it is also constantly evolving. So you're never running out of areas to like beat your craft. Like you can, there's just so much. <laughs> Especially bass fishing. Like I love bass fishing. I've been bass fishing a lot. And you know, there's always like, oh yeah, there's a whopper popper. You're like, what's a whopper popper? And you go out and you're like, that, all right, all right. You got to learn how to work it. And they come out with something like shaky head. I mean, like always a new lure. So you can't get, I feel like you can't get bored with it. You can't. If you're dedicated to it and you want to be good at it, you couldn't possibly be bored. Like, I don't know how someone could, because like you said, you can say, okay, well, I have learned to fish this area. Well, okay, so learn a new technique to fish this area, right? So it's like. Fish is in that area too. Like, okay, you can catch bass on the lake, but can you catch the the crappie? Can you catch the bluegill? Can you catch that? That's freshwater. So there's so many different things that you can go after just in your own lake. Like, sure, you master bass, but can you catch, you know, whatever, uh, Appaloosa catfish? Yeah. You know, they're yeah. just different things. <laughs> yeah. Very, it is. It's very true. It's not a lot of people, I don't think, necessarily, like, feel that way. They have, like, their one thing that they like sometimes. And I always find it rare. And I feel bad saying this, but I do find it rare sometimes when people want to be that diverse. You know, yeah. they really want to just immerse themselves in all the different types of fishing and learn all the different things. And it's, it's a dedication. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's totally different. Like I was like, I felt comfortable, confident in my kayak on a lake. Like any, put me on any lake. I feel good. But you put me in a river. I'm like, uh, okay. And then you put me in the ocean. I'm like, uh, all right. (laughs) So it's like, but I want to get to where I'm more comfortable and know what to do and how to, even just putting the kayak in the water, you know, how you drift down the river, you don't have that current in the lake. So it's like even learning how to fish with a current and not drowned. (laughs) 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 It's a challenge and I love it. Right. Mm -hmm. So can I call you Jenny or Jennifer? What would you prefer? 
whenever somebody sees me and they're like, uh, Jen, Jenny, Jennifer, Blondie, Southern Belt, I really just go by whatever somebody feels okay. called. Oh, let's <laughs> okay. come up with our own nickname. Let's come up with a new one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll think mm-hmm. about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, we will think about this. <laughs> well, point being is I, I hate to backtrack a little bit, but I know I like spazzed out over Texas, but I know you said you're originally from Corpus Christi and you're that's in the Gulf area. So did you grow up fishing the Gulf or? Uh, we moved to East Texas when I was about three, four years old, but my dad, he was okay. big fishing. Like he fished on the Corpus his whole life. He knows how to get out in the saltwater and catch things. And then when he moved to East Texas, that's when he became a freshwater guy and started catching bass and different things. Mostly bass is his thing. And he does crappie. Like right now it's crappie season. So he's all about catching crappie. Man, so it's in the blood then, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) My brother fishes too. My mom fishes some. She, She doesn't mind fishing and when she gets a chance, she will, but she's not like, she's like, I'll take a pink worm and I'll Tossed it in the water and I'll catch a fish. And she dies, and she dies. too. Like, I'm like, studying everything. Like, no, no, you gotta. The water, the air, what's going on? And they're like, throwing something in there. She's just like, a pink worm. And then she catches a fish. Like, <laughs> I love it. I love when moms do stuff like that. It's so irritating, but also amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, well. And then I had two kids. They fish with me, too. <clears throat> How is, well, I'll get into that, I guess. But. I wanted to, before we go there, I want to ask you how you started or how you got into kayak fishing. Like what, like how did you do So it's actually, it's kind of funny. So me and my dad, we started uh, doing some bass tournaments together and he crushed his hand like right here where he could not cast any. So when he broke his hand, he couldn't fish. And I still wanted to go fishing and I, I saw a tournament, a bass girls tournament. And it was on Lake Athens. I said, I can do that. And it's a kayak. I was like, I can get a kayak. And so I got in a kayak and went out there and did not know anything. I wasn't sure how to work the app. I didn't know how to take a picture of a fish on a board. But I thought it'd be fun. I caught a bluegill in the tournament. That's it. I met an amazing group of women. And then from there, it kind of just took off. Like where I started fishing more tournaments. I got in a Hobie kayak. I'm a brand ambassador for Hobie kayak through the Simpsons outdoors over in Longview or in Tyler. So they kind of helped me get in a kayak and I started doing the tournaments and had a blast on one, one tournament on uh, Lake Pinkston and is that in Crockett, Texas? I think it's a, it's a little South, but I won the tournament on that one. And then that took off a little bit more. I was like, Oh man. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. I didn't know. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> Holy moly. That's a, such a huge accomplishment. Such a huge accomplishment. Heck yeah. Hell yeah. Right? I love <laughs> that you're like so fearless. You just see a tournament and you're like, I could do this. And I love your confidence in yourself. That's really special. Like you just, I'm going to do this. That kid for sure. Like I believe if you, if somebody's done it before me, there's no reason why I can't. You're no, you're a hundred percent right. But even just you doing it the first time too. Don't forget that. You could do it yeah, be the so first. My first tournament was actually it's almost two years ago and I'm thinking back to that day like already like trying to figure out where to put in on a lake that I'd never fished on before. And then like I remember I had my rod sticking up out of the top of my kayak and I'm like doo, 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 not paying attention. Trees are grabbing hold of my rod and reels. I'm like, Oh god, oh god I'm like trying to grab them. 
the guy on the bank's laughing at me because he's like, this chick right here. And then I won the tournament. Like, I broke a, or no, and I bird nested one of my rods. Like, me and this rod, it was like a ballet. I was casting, catching, doing great. And then it grabbed one of the rods behind me and just blew up. Oh, I know how that feels. I, like, uh. I felt nauseous. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I actually thought, like, I was like, okay. We're okay. Let's just get it over. And, and I wind up actually taking the rod and reel back to the truck to quit looking at it. That sounds really bad, but I love I that. Took it all <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. You you were like, this is messing with me, and I need it uh -huh. away from my space. And you were like, I'm gonna dedicate this and time and do that. I love that. Yep. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. How did you feel after all of this? Like. This was two years ago, but obviously you probably remember exactly how it made you feel. And for me, I was kind of like in shock point because I was like, okay, all right. So I am really good. Because I mean, like I knew I was doing good and I knew I was catching and I knew I was putting fish on the board, but it was kind of, okay, all right. And then I felt more confident going into all the rest of the tournaments. I didn't place in the rest of the tournaments for the year. Uh, I mean, like I got like 30th and things like that, but it was still fun just getting out there and fishing. And I was like, Hey, I've done it one time before I could do it. And same thing. Like I could go into a tournament tomorrow, not knowing anything and be like, I could win this. It's possible. <laughs> like there's always a possibility. Always a possibility. A hundred percent. What a great yeah. attitude. Wish I had that attitude. Sometimes I think I was usually more of the mindset, like, just don't die today. <laughs> Whatever I was doing. Well, I feel like with salt water, you should have that more, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. Like, oh, like offshore, like I remember the first time I went offshore, I was like, "There's, there's nothing. Nothing. Like in a lake, I can swim to that. I can swim over there. Like I can swim to the other side. I can lay on my back and just take it easy. But in the ocean, I'm like, no, mm -mm, nope. There's nothing. No." No, you're right. There is nothing. When was the first time that you went offshore in the kayak? With Robert, whenever we, well, so, I mean, it wasn't, you know, in Panama, like, just right there out in the front yard, pretty much, is, yes. like, the furthest I went out in the kayak. Okay, so that was, I had a feeling you were going to tell me this, but I wasn't, didn't want to assume, but, so your first okay. time, <laughs> let me get this clear, <laughs> everyone. Your first time going in, like, offshore fishing was when you flew to Panama, the country. Am I, right? You went out front there. Yep. <laughs> She's wild. So, um, now I had done, like, red fishing, like, inshore, like, in the marsh, which I don't, I mean, that's kind of like a lake almost, I feel like. It's not yeah. well, crazy. There's dolphins, but... Yeah, I think there's not a whole lot of things that compare to the location in Panama specifically because there's just a lot happening. <laughs> like, yes. we can go offshore fishing in Florida and you really, as long as you are aware of where the Gulf Stream is, like, life is pretty simple. It's pretty safe other than boats you're trying good. to kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, as long as you just, like, aren't getting run over mm -hmm. by a boat, you're pretty good. But not in Panama. Like... You are, there's so much happening between like the swell and the tide. You have to really be careful because then it create. you know, the rocks start to expose themselves and it's yeah. like, 
know the turn that little oh, bin yeah. deal is. He's like, it's, the, it's not, it's not gonna hit you. Just listen to me. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. But yeah, it was terrifying being over there, and then like catching something. And you have to be aware of, like, pedaling and making sure that you're not going somewhere you're not supposed to because those fish will kind of carry you a little bit. So, like, being all aware, which Robert was right there the whole time, and he would tell me different things on how to move. And he was like, you've got to listen to me out there, like, 100%, which I was okay with that. Like, that didn't bother me. So, but everything was, like, pay attention. You know, the rocks are over here. The waves are over here. You know, and it was a lot to think about. Now, plan on going back. I went in, like, a bad time of the year where it was, like, real windy. So we weren't able to fish a whole lot. And then I got out of the kayak and then I got a concussion on one day when we were supposed Wait, to fish. What happened? Oh, oh. Wait, go back. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> she tried to breeze yeah. over that. She did. So she did. She was like, she's like, I yeah, got knocked out. No biggie. I fell in Panama and I got hurt actually pretty bad. Uh, we went to some tide pools and was walking around. Oh. And I told the guys like, hey, it's slick. This spot's slick. Hey, y'all be careful. It's slick. And the guys that went over to the other side and was going to jump off like one of the cliffs. And I was sitting on the other side and some goggles like that we had like fell into the water. And I was like, oh, no. And I immediately got up and just walked quickly and I slipped and fell. And I hit the back of my head and kind of put a good gash on it. It was bleeding. And um, a little bit later, I started throwing up. <laughs> so I knew I had a concussion at that point. Oh my God. So how, how did you guys navigate that? That's what I want to know. So, um, well, like as, as I started getting sick, uh, we, I was like, we need to go back to camp. Cause I was like, first I was like, we're okay. But once I got sick, I was like, I'm more than likely had a concussion. Like I knew for, cause I work at a hospital already. So I'm around it. And so I, we put like put pressure to my head and we drove through the jungle cause we were about 45 minutes in the jungle. Yeah. So we drove 45 minutes back and we got there and, it was weird because as long as I was walking, I wasn't throwing up. But the moment I would stop walking, I would start throwing up again. And so we were kind of nervous. But I started talking to some of the doctors here in Texas, here back in Texas. And some of them were like, yeah, you may need to go get a CT of your head. And then I talked to another one. They're like asking me different questions, asking Robert about my eyes, seeing how I was feeling. I was like, the only thing is, is I'm not like I'm throwing up. And so we just kind of took it easy. After about six hours, I started feeling better. But six hours of being was it's pretty scary but i did get better started feeling better later that night we weren't sure if we were going to go fishing the next day but that that was thursday and we were supposed to go fishing that evening was when we're going to go do some more uh, kayak fishing but we just hung out and i felt better the next morning though is when we went out and went fishing and i caught a 60 pound tuna Oh my gosh. After having a concussion. And I had a concussion. I mean, having the concussion. <laughs> she she still awesome. had a concussion. She was still she was still concussed in the head. <laughs> Wasn't going to stop I, you no, by I any means. I wanted to go fish. I did not. I knew I had a concussion. Probably should have went to the hospital. Probably should have went fishing. But I did go fishing and I caught a tuna and I caught a houndfish Aww. and a bonita and some other. I mean, I caught a bunch of different fish and I'm happy I did. But it. It could have been really bad. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm really glad that it worked out the way it did. And did you ever eventually go to a doctor when you got back to the States? Yeah, I went oh, back. To, I came back and I went to the doctor and we checked, they checked it out. I could have used a stitch or two in my head. <laughs> it healed just fine. Robert helped clean it out. Like with the, I mean, oh my gosh. We probably, 
should have went to the hospital. Like, if you get a concussion, Panama, you should have went to the hospital. Because oh he had to, like, take a Q-tip and clean it and then put medicine in it. Blower is still down there. So, yeah. Wow, what a fun story, though. Like, I know you can look back on this and, like, laugh about it. So, I want to also be included in the laughing part. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Definitely do not take this lightly, and I'm so freaking glad it wasn't worse. But man, it was still bad, like you said. Like there's you nor in a normal situation, if this happened, you would have went to the emergency room, you would have gotten stitches, you would have rested for three days, you know. But no, none of those things apply when you are in the jungle. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, like, I had a headache for probably three weeks when I came back. I mean, it was. It did, but when I was fishing the next day, none of it mattered. Like, on the boat with me, you would have never even known that I'd fallen the day before. You wouldn't have known any of it because I was just ready to fish. My mind was all about that. And plus, I knew I didn't have a brain bleed, so. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even think <laughs> well, about that, that part. Just, that's great. That's, that's great. So great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> like, honestly. Wow. Holy moly. <laughs> Jeez. That, that jungle water will do numbers on you, you know, so, saving yeah. lives out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, that was actually my only, my third time ever getting on an airplane. First time flying internationally. Oh, my gosh. I love this. <laughs> Whoa, that is so incredible. Yeah, the first, uh, so the first time I flew was to the Keys, and then the second time was with Robert to Colorado, and then third time was with Robert to Panama. Oh, he's so sweet to you. That's so he nice. Is. He sure is. Oh, that's so wonderful. I love this. I love this adventure, adventure guy you got great guy yeah right. was, was that like pre-covid traveling or was... no okay yeah okay. that was during all of it we had to be covid tested going into panama and covid tested coming back okay i guess like i was thinking it was like right before that but yeah it was just last year i guess well yeah it, it's almost been a year of us dating okay. <laughs> our okay. anniversary is coming up <laughs> Oh, Every, a reminder. I was going to say, everyone send Robert Field a text message, email, phone call, Facebook message, Instagram message, tag him, whatever you need to do and remind him. <laughs> everyone. This is, a, this is PSA, Robert Field, your anniversary is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so cute. Do you guys have any plans coming up? Like any new adventure plans? Um, so we're actually going to go back to where we met, which is, uh, he invited me to film an episode in San Luis Pass for, um, and that's when, if you watch the episode, you'll see that he did not film a lot, but it was because we just sat there and talked the entire time and laughed and hung out. I mean, it was like, and he was like, I was going to film us eating. I was going to film us doing this. And instead we just sat there and talked and it was amazing. Love that you lived in the moment, and he was able to just kind of shut down, and I, that's probably really challenging. Not, I don't want to say it's challenging for him, but it's a breath of fresh air for him to be able to just turn it off and just take time in the moment with someone it's special. That's what he was saying too. He's like, it wasn't. It, he didn't want to pick up the camera. Yeah, he wanted to sit and talk, that's, and that's what we did. Oh my goodness, that's so fun. <laughs> I love this. Um, kind of forgot what. I- <laughs> yeah, you have. I have not. I should watch the videos of you guys because I haven't done that, and I 
don't really have a reason for why. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just haven't. But I would really enjoy them. <laughs> if there's anyone I like to watch go fishing, it's Robert, and then there's you. So that would be perfect. Together. Yeah. <laughs> we should watch it instead of Pretty Woman. What? Christina. What the heck? I know. We're still going to watch Pretty Woman. But it could be like a thing. We've been trying like to have awkward. this like girls night where we watch Pretty Woman for like the last nine months and we have not done it. So now she's just trying to nix the whole idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. Well, this sounds so sweet. Um, <laughs> that does sound sweet. I agree. <laughs> um, I want to talk more about, I think, Panama and you getting on a plane for the first time. And did Robert fly with you? Uh, hopefully this no so you just like got on a plane by yourself to go to panama oh that's right because he was already there this is bad so i knew i met on november the 22nd and of uh, that year and okay. then i uh, we flew to panama i went to panama in february so okay. i'd actually only known him for a couple of months well that's okay that's okay <laughs> yeah but he actually paid for my passport and everything so that i could come Damn right. We wanted to make sure. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, and so, yeah, getting on an airplane in DFW, going from DFW to Miami, Miami to Panama, which I got off at the airport in Panama, and I was like, oh, God, where do I go? And I'm looking around at people. I'm trying to figure out where I need to go. And this, they're speaking Spanish, and I looked at this guy, like, looked at me, and he could see the fear in my eye. And he was like, American? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, that's so but, sweet. Uh, he did meet me there at the airport, though. So we rode together through the jungle. Good, good. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That makes a big difference. But still, you have to like find your way through customs. And like for people that have traveled a lot, like I can't even remember the first time I went through customs. But I do remember I wasn't alone. And I had someone telling me, like, hey, there's this, like, customs form that you have to fill out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I didn't know that. I was, like, yeah. I went over there to, like, put my bag through the deal. And they're, like, point. And I'm, like, what? And they're, like, you got to go, like, fill out something. I'm, like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Let's do this. We're good. <laughs> I was terrified. It was, like, seeds and all this different stuff. I'm, like, I got peanuts. I got this. Wait, was this okay? Like, I can bring this in? I'm, like, I was I didn't know what I could bring. I didn't understand it all. I I was scared. (laughs) I I would imagine. Plus, that airport isn't the most user-friendly airport at all. And it's, like, always under construction. Is, is like, during in the customs area, is, like, the whole ceiling gone still? Because that was gone for, like, ever at one point. No, it's it's back again? It was oh okay it's back again i went for like three years in a row and like there was still no ceiling i was like when are y'all gonna get a ceiling well the first time i ever actually flew period though was to go fishing was that was the first time going to uh key west uh, marathon and went fishing there in marathon what drew you to that location i, I mean did someone invite you i guess or i used to yeah i used to be with a different uh b- brand and they flew me out there for a photo shoot Oh. And I got to fish with two conks, two conks charter well, out of Marathon. That's and I fished with them and caught a Goliath grouper. Oh, I saw that photo. So that's where that was. Yeah, yeah. 
How, and how? I had no clue I was going to catch a Goliath either. I had no <laughs> idea that's what we were going after. I had no clue. And here I am, little East Texas, only caught bass, really. <laughs> like, I caught some other, I caught a bull red and shark before, but nothing. this is like a bucket fish. Like, this is number one fish on my bucket. Really? And I had no clue that oh. when I landed there, I would catch it. Look at you. She's just out here manifesting all these things. Just, I'm just going to get on a plane and go catch this fish that's on my bucket list. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, and a Goliath. Right? Like at that. Like, you're like, bucket list, Goliath. Check. Fight to the death. Check. In a way, though, because like when those things do happen, I'm like, I mean, I'm happy and that's what I wanted, but, you know, for other people, I know some people's been doing it for, you know, their whole life or they've been in social media fishing for a while or, you know, they've been trying to catch that fish for years. And then for me, I, I got to go out with a, a incredible charter and they put me on the fish. It was a magical moment because I never, that was a fish I was like later on down the road, maybe one day I might be able to be there to do that. But when this guy, like I had caught like a little jack, it was about, I don't know, 10 inches or so. And I was like, Hey guys, look at this. And the captain's like, hand it here. And I'm like, okay. And he like broke the tail, stuck a hook through it and dropped it. He's like, all right, hold on. And I'm like, for what? He's like, you're going to catch a Goliath. And I'm like, what? I'm about to catch a what? And he's like, yeah, a Goliath. And I'll never forget that. Like, like good. And when it hit the rod just started bending over the boat and I'm like, Oh my God. And they put the belt on me, had everything. And the captain, like, pushed up on the rod. Like, he had to pull the rod up. And I'm just cranking on this reel as hard and as fast as I could. And by the end of it, I was just, I was, my whole body was sore. And I was, like, crying. I I was, I'm, thank you. I was just going to ask you. I'm like, did you cry? Please tell me you cried. I'm always, I, I like ask everyone. I'm like, but did you cry? Cause I'm, yeah. I'm for, I'm for the but tears. But I also cried over the Palomino I just caught. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. You should tell us. If, well, you can tell us about that, but I want to, I want to stick to this story for the moment, but yes, I am pro tears of joy, pro tears of joy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I was over the moon, so excited. And I feel just honored that I was able to go there and do those things. Everybody was amazing. Even the company I was working with, they were great. And then two conks, all the guys at two conks, they are so sweet. Everybody treated me with respect. I was also out there with Krista Tucker, which she's an incredible angler. If you don't know her, she's amazing. And then Allie Smith was out there. I mean, just a great group. And just the opportunity to be able to be out there and do that. And then we also caught uh, cobia and those were delicious. Yes. Yes. What, what has drawn you to love a Goliath grouper? Like, do you remember the time when you saw, I mean, to say that this fish or just to say that you caught like your top bucket list fish is so big and some people, it takes them, like you said, years to accomplish that goal, no matter what species it is. And yeah. it's interesting to me, what was, what drew you to that fish? Well, I first learned about them on like Animal Planet, learning about them, seeing them under the water, like what, with the scuba divers and just seeing this incredible fish. And then to think about the power that it has, like how strong of a fish it is, how big they get, just this massive, huge fish. And that, I mean, it's just, that's the fish to catch, like. Out of all the fish species, it's just 
the big one. I feel like that is the fish to catch. Like, yeah, you catch shark, you catch this, that tarpon, of course, but you know, that's a long skinny fish and not like just that big, huge round. She's but, right. She's racist against what? skinny fish. Yeah, I know. Like, just hear? like, man, did you, did you, all the well, tarpon I, lovers I, I, are going to flip out. I love this. I love hearing your perspective on this. And that's, I'm, I'm just loving this um, because I think it's important to always appreciate. We've learned recently. It's always important to appreciate someone's whatever fish it is. It's important to them. And I love that. And I, I don't think I've ever had a conversation with someone where they could give me that perspective on that fish. And I think that's incredible. Cause I grew, you know, I'm from Florida. That's like someone saying maybe from you, like something that's special. And I think that they're special fish. Um, and I, I love hearing this. I love that you accomplished that. I think that's really just, I'm just so stoked about this. I also <laughs> like that they're big round fish and <laughs> that was your goal. Cause you're a hundred percent accurate. Like, they are massive. I mean, they, they're massive fish. There's a reason why people compare them to cars, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I want to know more about this. Your fascination with them. It's kind of, well, I mean, like how they stalk there. Like they come out of a hole to come eat your stuff. And then they want to go back into the hole and you got to fight them going back in their house. That's like somebody coming into your house, taking your steak dinner, like, like, like trying you're trying to bring it back into your house and it's like this fight back and forth and that's how it is like they want to go back to their hole they're not swimming off to sea like they're they have a place they have a destination that i want to get back to so when they come out they grab it and then they want to go back to their holes yeah they're very scary fish they actually scare me more than sharks if i'm in the water and i see a shark i'm gonna be like okay i need to have a conversation myself like let's just be calm it's fine it is what it is but if I see a Goliath grouper, like my butt is probably getting out of the water and going somewhere else. <laughs> they scare me to death. A hundred percent agree. hundred <laughs> percent. They'll swallow you whole. I love that you like karate chop the air. You should. Don't tell my secrets. You Don't know- tell my secrets. We'll bring you back into our conversation when you're ready. <laughs> she was like, I need another, I need two zippy bags. Aww. <laughs> Got two. Got two more. Only two. Yeah. I need four, mom. <laughs> um, that's cool. I'm glad that happened. What a fun trip. Did you catch anything else like memorable on that trip? <laughs> I caught the cobia. I caught two oh, cobia. Okay. And um, the, the, the deckhand was Jack's son. He was a younger one, and he missed it, and so it took off again. I think he missed it, like, two times. I, like, get it all the way to the boat. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then he, like, misses, and he goes, and I'm like, oh, God. And I have to, like, bring it back again. I was just laughing the whole time. I did hook onto a tarpon, but I bass set that thing, and I did not get it. So. That's okay. That happens. Gotta let it eat. And by the time they said, gotta let it eat, I'm like, ah! Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard thing to break going, knowing what each, knowing what your toggle is and how to react to certain things. Then you have this just like raw, raw reaction because that's what you're used to doing. And it's like, well, 
shucks. <laughs> Do you think it's really hard, like, anybody who bass fishes, going from bass fishing to, you know, saltwater or even going to fly fishing, it is really hard to get out of that habit of that strong, hard bass hook set. I mean, you put all your mind into it, but all these other fish, if you put, if you do that, you're going to lose them. And it's like trying to change like how you fish each time. That, but that's what makes it exciting too. Yeah, it is. It is really special. What is your second fish on your bucket list? Okay. A tarpon. Okay. The skinny one, you guys. The yeah. After fish. all that all smack. That smack. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So uh, tarpon, it was, so just catching a tarpon was it then it was tarpon from a kayak i was like that's what i want to do well now that i've gotten into fly fishing I want, <laughs> this is a huge goal guys i want to catch a tarpon on a fly in my kayak that's a great goal 100 percent a great goal i think that is like i would have to agree with you that that is a top level thing i think a, like a lot of fishermen would want to do right you like it's cool to catch tarpon in this, but on fly, like doing these big game fish on fly, especially something like that is pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. You'll do it. I know it. She's going to like call <laughs> us next week and be like, well, I, I accidentally <laughs> did this thing. A plane ticket to yeah. a place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm on my fourth plane ride, you guys. <laughs> I love this. Oh my gosh. You know what you should do? You should get one of those little like maps. Have you seen them on Instagram? The ad of the map where you get like your, take your photo and it is a sticker for like the state. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You got, you have to get that. You have to get that. Okay. And you then put it with my picture with the fish from those states I catch. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think this is a great idea. Be like, Robert, I have this map and it needs to be filled. So well, he actually bought me a map, oh, yeah. and uh, we play the pins to the places that we go, oh, that we've been so far. I love this. And, uh, so silver's the places we've been, and the bronze is the places I want to go that he says he's going to take me, that deal. Oh. He's like, well, wherever you want, and I'll pull them off as we go. I love this. <laughs> this, is, this is goals, you guys. This is goals. <laughs> so sweet. Well... Anytime you need a weekend getaway, <clears throat> I'll send you the closest airport location to my place and you can come pull stone crab traps with us and do some, I would love to do it. <laughs> and do some, uh, do some fly fishing for triple tail. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Maybe tarpon. Tarpon. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. Uh, Mariah has this weird thing with tarpon. I don't know how she does it. We'll go fish dock lights for snook and stuff at night. And then she's back there. Like, I don't even know what she's doing. And she's like, Oh, I, I'll hear that she has a fish on. Cause she won't say anything. And it's a tarpon. I'm like, how do you do this? Like I've like three people just fished in front of you. And like, she's back there catching the tarpon <laughs> every time. Just that touch. She knows what she's doing. She does. She does. I know. It's all those docks she hooks, and then she just, like, flips it back in there when we when I, we go skirting by. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, my process. It's her process. So it's definitely possible. Definitely possible. Um, what are your future, like, some of your future goals that you have for fishing-related or 
big goals, little goals, just any sort of thing you have for the, in place for the future. I know you mentioned, you know, wanting to do YouTube, but is there other things? Fishing related? Yeah. Well, but I kind of hit one of my goals this last week. <laughs> that was my goal to catch a fish and I caught it. I didn't think it was going to happen that quick. And so like now I do need a, I am trying to figure out what my next goal is. This one's okay. Good. Can you tell us about this fish? Because I we skipped over it, I think, recently. <laughs> Just a second ago. So I, I went to Broken Bone. And um, I'll go. I'll start a little bit earlier than that. So on my birthday of this year, Coach Robert took me to Broken Bone to learn how to fly fish. And I caught trout. And when I was there, they were talking about this Palomino fish, which is just a rainbow trout with some gene issues like it, genetically it just came out it's yellow and I thought it was gorgeous and of course being palomino I'm like okay like I want to catch this palomino now and I saw one but they're like it's not eating you know just it doesn't bite anything really so I was like okay so then we went to another spot and there's a palomino and it was acting a fool like it was running around I was like they're like yeah you may be able to catch it maybe not they're cast at so often they kind of get smart to the flies so they're a little bit harder sometimes so I'm like okay so we're over here and we're casting and we're catch I'm catching rainbow trout and I'm doing great well then I hook onto that palomino and I'm like oh my god this is like my first trip out there I was like I got it I got it and I like had my had everything just right but it just shook its head just right and spit my flies and I was like no! Oh, no. so I left I did not catch the palomino and I was really sad about it and I wanted to I was like I'm gonna go back like that's my goal is that now I want to catch that palomino fish that yellow gorgeous fish and so I went up before and I went and caught Smalley on flies and Gasper goo and but we didn't go really after the trout that trip because it was hot so I went back this last two, Monday Tuesday and my friend Morgan who's a guide there she's a female angler too incredible guide she's I love being around Morgan she's just a beautiful soul she's so knowledgeable about the water the bugs, the fish, everything around. Like you can learn so much from her. She was like, Hey, there's been a Palomino hanging out somewhere. You know, do you want to, she's like, we need to go try it. I was like, okay. So we get out there. I cast at this fish for 45 minutes casting at it. It's not eating. I hooked onto it one time. It spit my flies. I was like, all right. And I was really close. Like we we're going to kind of walk away, give it some rest. Like we'll come back to it later. Cause you can see that golden glow in the water of this fish. It's gorgeous. You can see it. It's acting up. It's a running around. Um, but we're like, okay, we'll try one more. And so we caught on different flies. I went up, let the drift, like I cast way up, let it drift right in front of them. And there it was like set, 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 a set. And it was on and it was running around acting crazy. And I'm like trying to breathe because like, I'm holding my breath, like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. And I'm trying to breathe. And, you know, just finally just playing it out because those fish want to fly you and it's little teeny tiny flies. You've got to let them fight for a little bit and run. You got to walk with it in the water because you can't, you can't horse it in. It's not like a bass where you just real, 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 real. I have to give it line to run some more. And then I got to pull it back in again. I mean, it's just like a ballet out there on the water. Although it looks like two girls jumping around in the water, but it was our ballet. <laughs> and we're hooting and hollering. And so we finally, she, uh, she gets underneath it and she nets it. And I caught a palomino and it was a big palomino too. It was like 19 inches. Yeah. And I was like crying and 
Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was it was a big moment. She was excited. There's another guy down the down the river who was came up, wanted to take pictures of the fish with us and everything. Like it was amazing. It was a great moment. I couldn't believe it. There was like 45 minutes of casting at it, but. I didn't want to give up. <laughs> you should never give up. Never give up. I love this so much. I feel bad when you sent me the photo. I thought it was incredible, but I had no idea that there is this backstory to this. This like yeah. this fight for your life that you've tried to catch this fish not only once, but sounds like three times. Um, I when you so showed it to me, I was like, oh, she like accidentally caught this fish. Not. <laughs> Not that you accidentally caught, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, I just thought it was like, I don't know. Anyway, but that's amazing. What, what a wonderful like string of events. Like just the whole thing from the time where you went there for the first time and learned to fly fish, you've built relationships with these people. You have a great support system. You've had a great time. You have a girlfriend. There is nothing better than having your girls on the water with you to do girl things like screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had so much fun. Like, gosh, she, she's a great, uh, I've loved having her as a friend. And then like how pumped she is and then you are, and it's just, ah! <laughs> and you have to hear it afterwards. It's even better. <laughs> it really is. It's so good. I, I love those moments so much. I do. That's, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> heck yeah. I know. Incredible. It's really special. I love, look at you. Like I told Robert, like my bucket list, but it's a trip. Like I want to go to Montana. It's a, uh, that's always been my, I want to go up there. I want to see the mountains and then the movie, a river runs through it. Have y'all seen this? Yeah. Okay. So of course. Y'all know where I'm going with that. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to be Brad Pitt <laughs> fishing in the river. Yes. Oh, I love that. Is yeah. that, those are like your near future things that you're focused on is going to Montana? Yes. Yeah. That's, That's where awesome. I want to go. I love this. You are really doing well with your goals and letting things happen and just, you seem so positive and just have such a great attitude and this glow about you. I really love it. Like you just out there doing your thing. And I know life isn't perfect for you. I know it hasn't been perfect for you. And I feel you, girl. I feel you. Um, and I, you're inspiring. And I love that you share a lot of your struggles with us and like remind us all that like there's real things that go on. And you've worked really hard to get here. And it hasn't been all sunshine and rainbows. So I hope that now you can have like your fairy tale of sunshine and rainbows and rainbow trout included. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it has been a rough road to get here and it's, but that is why like, I do like to share people, like tell people hard times because sometimes like you are trying to go through that, to that goal. And there's going to, I know like before I get to Montana, I'm going to be going through a ton of different things, whether it's things with the kids, things with my mother, things with my ex, things with trying to figure out how to navigate everything. And sometimes people get caught up in just like, my life is terrible. My, this is horrible. But if you start going like this is today is a bad day, but you keep working towards whatever goal it is and whatever, and goals are always going to change. 
that's the other, like just goals are going to change. So your life is going to change and just love yourself through those moments. Like you can have a bad day and love yourself on that bad day. Just like you love yourself on that happy day, but you can't be like, you're having a bad day. You're a terrible person. I hate you. It's like, I'm saying like, this is talking to yourself. Like you're having a bad day. I love you. You're beautiful. Let's rest. And then tomorrow's a new day. But a lot of times we just beat ourselves up so much when we're in like that season of bad, like you just start turning towards yourself. Like, why did I make that decision? Why did I buy that car? Why did I do this house? Like, why did I quit my job? But you got to love yourself through all those moments. And then that's where whenever you come out of those bad moments, you're like, we did it, girl. I love you. We made it. Instead of just this sucks. Everything's horrible. My life's horrible. Everything's terrible. Like it is hard to get out of that negative mindset sometimes because you just get stuck in it and you think all the decisions you make it's your own fault that you're in this this season but it's just part of growing it is do you do you have any advice on how to navigate those things like how to get to that point you know because I know myself I I can I'm a fall victim of that mindset sometimes so frequently and Fortunately, because I've gone through it and I've grown, it's the itch, the time span between those bad conversations and good ones are shorter um, instead of like days. But do you have any sort of like advice that maybe works for you or? I am a religious woman. I do turn to my Bible very often on those things. Um, I find a lot of guidance in that. And then having good, a group of friends that I I can turn to that are going to be positive because sometimes we're friends with people who are, you, you just have some things in common and they can actually bring you down more than anything where you're like, you can tell them like, yeah, my boyfriend's not being cool or, or being mean. And they're like, yeah, he's mean. He's terrible. You shouldn't be with them rather than be like, Hey, well, you know, maybe you reacted different bad to that situation. So when you have people in your life, that's looking out for your best interest. That's one thing to always remember. Like sometimes you're friends with people that you shouldn't be friends with who can drag you down. And so kind of picking some of those people out of your life, maybe not sharing as much with them. But as far as like you yourself, I, I think it's important to look in the mirror and know that you're beautiful. God created you the way that you are. And that any, anything that somebody, if there's something that you want to do in life. Somebody else has already done it. I can guarantee it. If somebody else has done it, you can do it. So if it's just getting out of bed, somebody else got out of bed on a bad day too. Somebody else put their boots on and went to, went to work when they, the only thing I want to do is crawl into a hole and you can do it too. And it's going to be okay. The next day is another goal. Like you can set a new goal. And I think with women, a lot of times, like just even weight or anything, they'll be like, Oh, I didn't reach that goal. It just sucks. Those goals can change every time. Don't think that if you didn't hit that goal this week, that you can't do it again next week. And you're not, you didn't fail. You're not a failure. You're not a terrible person. You're, you just need a little bit more time. And I do. And I feel like a lot of it comes from like, for me with gardening and how you have a plant and you love it and you want to give it all the good stuff, but you still have to wait for it to grow. I can give it everything it needs, but it's on its time to grow and be healthy enough to spread good to the world or spread the fruit. So it's just reminding like it takes time for beautiful things to happen. And sometimes you got to go through some really, really bad things to see how beautiful life is, but you have to appreciate the bad to really accept the good. This is, I knew, I knew we were going to get some good stuff from you tonight. I was like really looking forward to this. I love this. That's wonderful advice. I mean. Being on the water, I mean, 
being on the water helps being in nature. I think I tell a lot of people about, you know, getting out in nature and exploring the world around you. For me, fishing and most of most people with fishing, you know, you put all these things and all your effort into catching that fish and that excitement, that joy from getting that out from under, like you didn't know, like some, yeah, you can sight fish, you can like look at your grass, but even when they bite, you're like, oh my God, it worked. Everything I did, I fooled this fish. It believed that it was just eating something and I got it. <laughs> just like believing for a second, like this miracle just happened. You can't, I mean, I feel like when you cook it, it's a miracle. It really is. It should be. I feel like it very much should always, almost always be treated like a miracle because it truly is. I feel that way. I really do truly believe that. It's it's special. I love that you're out there for trickery, though. She's like, I tricked this fish. <laughs> She's like, dumb fish. <laughs> I know. Right? I love that. I don't that. know, like trout. There's, there's, I feel like, well, I don't know. I caught a bunch, so I guess they're kind of dumb, but <laughs> it's like, you got to trick them to eat what you're throwing at them. Yeah. I fly fishing is a whole different program of trickery. My goodness. I'm light years away from figuring out fly fishing still. I, I don't fly fish. I don't know if you know that about me, but Mariah does. Well, if you come this way, <laughs> we'll have to try Broken Bow and you can come try some, because it's a beautiful place. And I think that's what made it really special too, how pretty of a place it is. Yeah. I know you probably have to go soon. I think we've got you at an hour. Um, is there anything else that you, well, I can let Mariah ask anything she wants as well, but is there anything that you want to add or something that maybe we missed? I know we didn't, I wanted to talk about your children a little bit and you fishing with them and I kind of made you stop for a second. <laughs> so I feel bad and I do want to mention that because that is special and I'm sure you have something to add in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, mean, I, I do fish with my kids, and I feel like when women do have children or a single mom with two kids, it is a lot more difficult for you to be able to get on the water. And I think I've learned a lot of different techniques with taking my kids fishing and just being real patient. And patience with parenting is super important. But, yeah, they go fishing with me, and they get on the water, and they do – a lot of times they outfish me. So. <laughs> it's your skills. You've passed along your yeah. skills. <laughs> That's awesome. I would love, I love talking to parents that take their kids fishing or are new at navigating that or not. And that's something that we do talk about. Um, I would love to hear, even take you and do another episode where you maybe just take us through what that looks like one day. I know it might be a little long and I know you're <laughs> running thin here, but I would wonder, hello. <laughs> Right. <laughs> silly little silly little nug i say this a lot and i'm sure whoever's listening to us is so sick and tired of me saying this but you know i've heard i've always heard my whole life is that it will just having a kid's gonna ruin you forever you'll never be able to fish and blah 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 and it has literally infuriated me so much so when i do meet people men or women um, and they do take their kids out. I always love to hear about it. And I think it'd be fun to do an episode with you where you just tell us the tricks that you've learned or little accessories that you've maybe purchased that have worked really well or just, just stuff like that. I think that would be really valuable to a lot of people. 
Yeah, I would love to. Okay. No way, because okay. I do that a lot. I have a friend, Bree. Bree, she lives local, too, that we bass fish and kayak fish together, and she's a mom with two kids, and she's single mom, two kids, and she's out fishing, too. I mean, we do it, and it, it does come with challenges. That is a whole other episode, because I could sit here and tell you a lot of ways to do it, because that is, like, there's some women who they don't want to have kids because it will limit their amount, like be able to go fishing. And of course, like having kids, no matter what is going to limit everything you do, even bathroom breaks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fishing it does, but there's still ways of doing it. But it's also remember when you are a mom that you, you are still who you were before you are like, I am still Jennifer pre mom. Like I still have to make sure I take time for me. And we've, as a mom, you'll forget that you will forget all about this other person you used to be. Yeah. And, uh, remind, and I do a lot of trying to remind moms that you are still, you are still important too. Right. There, yes, you're a mom, but you, you are important right. because we do get caught up in our kids. <laughs> I love that. I know I've, I've heard that that is very much a struggle kind of forgetting that a little bit and it's, you feel guilt, right? You know, it's hard. You feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. When I was an animal, I was like, my baby like I wish they were here they're missing all this stuff and and it does kind of take away from that for a second and so it's like I wish they were here and I want to love on them and I want them to see what I see but yeah. then it is important like they're doing their thing and they're loving their life and they're being with their friends and they're in school too like you can take this time so like I said I could get into a whole nother <laughs> okay so we'll agree that you if you want we would love to have you back and I would love to do this. And even if you want your friend to join you as well, we can always bring her in uh, if you think it would be more enjoyable or if she has something to add. But yeah, I would love to hear this, do another episode where we do something like that. But I, anyway, I know you have to go and I feel bad keeping you, but Mariah, do you have anything you want to add? Yes, I do. Jenny, thank you for sharing your positivity and your light and your honesty, right? Life is so nuanced and it's so easy to get caught up in just saying it's good or it's bad or people fabricating and showing what they want to show in life. And it makes you you question, hey, are, are people going through this as well? And you sharing a part of yourself is really important and selfless. And I really appreciate that. And you keep doing you. And I would like to see that grow within today's world because we're we're in really we need this so thank you again for sharing like all your stories and just everything I really appreciate it I know Christina does as well <laughs> yes I really do I appreciate you bringing me on <laughs> yeah you've got so many words of wisdom which I was fully prepared for but you <laughs> over exceeded any expectation I had <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah well, now we get to the fun part. I want I want you to shout out your your social media or where people can find you, so we can continue spreading the love that you got to share. Well, I have Southern Bell Fishing at TX on Instagram is how a lot of people follow me, and I have Southern Bell Fishing on Facebook, and then Southern Bell Fishing on YouTube, which there's not a lot on there, and there is me being a mom on there too, and like me and my dad's little fishing trip. There's not a lot on there. But I plan to add more. I'm going to try to get better. Um, I'm definitely not too, like, as great as Robert at filming and editing. But hopefully I'll get better. <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing.
everything at your speed, you know. Oh, and not to forget, I am part of Salt Law's fishing team. Uh, you also see a little bio on me on their Meet the Team on Salt Law's page. Awesome. That's so cool. So now we like to do a thing where we have our guest, you, Jenny, pick an emoji so that our listeners can leave us that emoji on our Instagram at Behind Fishing Lines or Facebook as well. Oh. That'll be behind Behind Fishing Lines podcast. Yeah. Page. We just <laughs> yeah, we just did a Facebook thing. I guess they're gonna be uploading episodes on Facebook automatically, like a like a podcast listening platform. Very Good. exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. So to build the community um, for those places that you can't leave a review, we have this emoji that you can leave. So, Jenny, without further ado, pick the emoji of the day, please. Oh. Uh, was spot. What kind of emoji? I know. You can think about it. The crying laughing emoji. The crying <laughs> laughing one? All right. Can you text which- me exactly which one you're thinking of? You don't have to do it this second, but just... Oh, I do. I know. Like, I know. She was like, jump. Yes. Yeah. And you can't. You can text it to me. Do I, it. I assume I know which one it is, but I like to know because there's a few. Yep. Oh, it's the sideways one. Yes. Yeah, it's the sideways one. <laughs> I love this one. That is like, that means it's extra funny to me. Yeah, Super yeah, fun. yeah. Like, if you get the, yes. the sideways laughing one, you're that's double funny. Like yeah. you're on dead. point. Like, ah, I'm on dead. Point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now everyone's going to be like, oh, she doesn't think it's that funny now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for giving us your time. I appreciate it and all your endeavors. <laughs> thank y'all. I look forward to seeing y'all. Hopefully one day we can share the water together. I would appreciate that. I would love that very much. Absolutely. And I'll get to geek out with you about Texas, but I was trying okay. to be good today. We I was should, trying we to have a total conversation about oh, all Texas, places. greatest state in the entire world. Just saying it now. Might as well be the best country. Yeah, it's pretty much like there's some things about Texas that people just like Robert doesn't even know. And he's from Texas and I'll say Texas things. And he's like, that's not Texas. I'm like, yeah, it is like. The Robert, what, he, what the hell? I feel like he's not very Texas. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> you, to me, are very Texas. Yeah. And to me, when I'm like, how are you even from Texas? <laughs> yeah, like, cornbread pie and pinto beans and a pile of cow slobber on it. Yeah, I don't know what that is. But that's... <laughs> what is pretty that? Texas. That's pretty or Texas. Pretty, Did you say cow, cow slobber? Cow slobber. What is that? Like, gravy? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's meringue, like on a pie. Like, you oh. know, you have meringue on it. So I grew up, we always called it cow slobber. So it's like chocolate pie with cow slobber on it. Yeah. And then we have cornbread pie and pinto beans as a meal. And I say these things and Robert's looking at me like I'm crazy. And most people do think I'm crazy when I say that, but it's just, <laughs> just like, this is what I grew up in. But I'm in East Texas. We're in the sticks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a, l- a little different, a little different, but still, <laughs> still that greatness inside. I'm yeah. stealing the cow slobber thing. I feel like I'm going to do it in reverse, though, because sometimes I slobber on myself when I'm, like, talking. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why. The, the the mask mandate were for people like me who just, like, slobber all over themselves. I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> but 
I'm going to turn it into like, well, that's just my pie crust or whatever it was. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the most important question. Okay. So when you're thirsty and I know some people say like pop soda, I'm trying to think of another other names, but what, what do you say when you're thirsty and you want like, like a soda or something? What's a correct a, yes, a Coke. Damn right it is. <laughs> that is a proper way. You say Coke, right? That could be a Sprite. That could be a Dr. Pepper. Whatever, yeah. Can I get it doesn't a Coke, matter. What kind of Coke? That's what people say. Like, yeah, Coke, what kind of Coke? Kind of Coke. <laughs> yeah. This could have gone I'll south. Coke Cola. I was gonna judge you so damn hard. I was gonna be like, <laughs> she not. She's not the Southern Belle she claims to be. <laughs> this is a very very important question. All right. Oh my gosh, that could have gone south so quick. Mariah would have texted me later. We have to delete that episode. Yep. <laughs> We're going to have to break up with Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all so much for having me. Have a you good too. night. Bye. Bye. Bye.